Hello. Hello, Andrew. <laughs> Hello. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, that's so that's funny. Good news, good news. So welcome to this new episode of the Brothers Podcast. My name is Anthony Rivet, and uh, I am with my friend Andrew Martin this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whatever you are on the planet. So um, Andrew, he is a, a energy intuitive, and he likes to say he helps you remember. So I totally agree with that. I believe that we all have our answers inside, and I'm doing the same with my job. So, Andrew, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, my friend. I'm so happy to be here. So, okay, I got some questions for you. I was um, a bit inspired, and I think right now the, the goal of this show is really we want to help people. We want to create great value for them. So my first question is, what do you think the world needs to hear right now? Uh, that, man, you're not wasting any time jumping in, are you? <laughs> <laughs> right to the big question. What yeah. does the world need to hear right now? That we're all in this together, that we're not, there's nowhere else we can go. And what I mean by that is, you know, I see so many of us on the planet right now pointing fingers at each other and saying, you don't deserve to live. You can't be here. I don't like you. Go away. Where are we supposed to go? Where, where else is there? Yeah. So I think, you know, and the point of that, obviously, is that it's, you know, at some point, we have to sit down and talk to one another. At some point, we have to face each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there's almost 8 billion of us on the planet, and we're going to run out of room at some point. You can't, you know, you just can't go somewhere else to avoid dealing with each other. We got to learn how to live with each other. Ah, and uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's very good. So being able to communicate and i know like of course there's many languages in the world but i also believe there's a universal language that everybody can understand but right now mm, people what what they need they need to learn to communicate they need to they need to learn to understand each other's differences and i think with what we're doing now the the goal of this message today is that no matter where you are right now in your life if you struggle with somebody or something, there's always, there's always a way out. And right now, I think uh, we are both in this situation that maybe things, uh, this seems on hold. It seems like it's, some things are not moving as we would like to. Um, so I would like to ask you, what power did you discover in such moments of like being on hold like right now? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I think we always have the power to choose, um, the power to choose which thoughts we pay attention to, the power to choose which emotions we focus on and try to expand or, you know, minimize. We have the power to decide that we are going to accept whatever's in front of us, even if it's, you know, uh, something that we don't really want to be there. I think that when we can surrender to whatever is in front of us, Mm-hmm. That immediately alleviates some of the tension and anxiety, because even if I'm in a really bad situation, trying to fight it or escape it or avoid it is just putting more energy out and creating more struggle. So I think for me right now, I think the answer is just accepting what is that I have the choice to do that. And every single time I surrender, even the worst situation feels better. Right, right. And um, also, yeah, so I think we, sp- we spoke about this a couple of days ago, like mm-hmm. this principle of surrendering. For some people, it, it can sound like a bit vague, and I know it's hard to put words on it, 
Um, but in my, I will give my example. So uh, last two weeks, I was I was sick. Uh, <laughs> I catch a, a, a child disease, like I had measles. I didn't mm. vaccine for this. And when you want to control the outcomes, I was like, I was working on my business. I said, okay, I got this. I will create some content. But then, boom, complete shutdown. My body couldn't do anything. And the doctor put me to bed rest. And I, I, I just had to stay home and do nothing. And I think in such moments of trusting your own body wisdom, you, have, you don't have the choice to trust the universe, to trust uh, the divine order, because you cannot move. Yes. <laughs> in, in, in such moments, you know, I, I was like, okay, so I guess I was doing too much already, or maybe my actions were not as inspired as they could have been, or maybe I was trying to follow somebody else path, yeah. which is something we might have a tendency to do uh, in the self-growth industry and um, yeah, being in, impressed by other people's successes or trying to imitate. So I think the wisdom from such moment of being on hold, uh, having this break, is to actually reconnect with who we truly are. And this, this true essence is unique to, any, to everybody. Of course, we're all connected, but like this little voice inside can only be heard in such moments of like, okay, God, I have no clue what I'm, what I'm doing or what's next. I'm just, I'm going to sit and listen. And I know you spoke about this in your March video. And I'm like, this is so Schumann. Yeah. Yeah. Because a surrender to me, the magic in surrender is a couple of things. Number one, it brings you back to the moment. And that voice that you're talking about, that knowledge, that clarity, that inner guide that we all have, it only ever exists in the moment. Mm -hmm. I can't hear it if I'm worried about yesterday or freaked out about tomorrow. So sure. surrender always brings me back. And, you know, what you said about getting the measles was a beautiful illustration of when I think of surrender, I think of you know, if you have a broken arm, pretending that your arm is not broken is not going to make it go away. <laughs> so surrender is like I have yeah. a broken arm. Okay, the first step to not having a broken arm is to acknowledge and accept that my arm is currently broken. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. And the minute that I acknowledge what is wrong, the next thing that comes in is that voice of guidance that says, well, why don't you call Anthony? Because he has a car and he can take you to the doctor. Yeah. But if I'm denying that my arm is broken, I'm never going to hear the voice telling me how to help myself. And this is also uh, not just physically. That's a very good point because I think we can make the parallel with the emotions. I know some, sometimes people are trying to um, suppress or delete, ignore their negative emotions. For example, uh, depression, anxiety, uh, fear, doubts. But with all my years of experience and studying uh, human behaviors by myself and self-analysis, I realized, Jesus Christ, there's such a big power in my, in my negative emotions. And um, for example, like feeling depressed, when you don't try to ignore it and you truly connect to it and you observe it and you start to realize something, there's such a deep level of, of new insights that, that can come when you're dissatisfied or um, worried about something. So when I observe, for example, oh, okay, I feel, I feel sad. I feel depressed. Then why? Mm. And let's say, oh, I will just try to be happy. Or I will just watch the show to, uh, to smile or a comedy. 
No, have the courage to face this feeling and realize why it's there and why it's the perfect feedback for what's next. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I think, I think of, you know, those parts of ourselves, the angry self, the depressed self, the jealous self, the, you know, pit, the petty, bitter, you know, these parts of ourselves that we want to hide away and don't want anyone to see. You know, I think of them as guests at our table. And if, you know, there's someone who I don't want to sit at my table, maybe they're smelly, maybe they're rude, maybe they, you know, chew with their mouth open or whatever, yeah. <laughs> they still deserve, that's just me. That's just another version of me. I still deserve my love and my compassion and my acceptance. And until I can give all of my versions of Andrew a seat at my table, I'm never going to be whole and complete and be able to move forward. Because I, I think that we have this idea that, Oh, if I just put happy faces on my vision board, then I can avoid having a bad day. Mm. And you have to, yeah, you can have the happy faces on your vision board, but part of getting to the happy faces is loving the part of yourself that isn't always happy. Yeah. That is sad. And when I can choose to love that part of myself, then I immediately sort of welcome that part of myself to the table and they bring the power that they have with them. So uh, that's that's so true, and um, that I had this question also written before the call. I think this is a good transition. Um, if you could mentor your younger self, what would you work on first? <laughs> uh, how long is this episode? Uh, uh, I, I, we have all the time. Uh, not <laughs> um, you know, I would work with myself on trusting myself. You know, I look back now and of course now in hindsight, of course, we can look back and say like, oh, of course, I see the times when spirit or my higher self or whatever the universe is trying to get my attention and I just wasn't listening. But I can see that now. And for me, always having this ability that I have, I spent most of my life trying to deny it and trying to pretend, you know, that my arm wasn't broken, trying to. So I would really tell myself, trust your feelings. Mm -hmm. Your feelings are not a liability. Your sensitivity is actually your power. So trust it. It will never lead you in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's, uh, it's a bit difficult maybe for younger people, uh, my generation. So I'm 27 years old now. But even like from the teenage years to the 20s, like we, they don't have the tools necessarily to uh, manage their emotions wisely or understand what's going on with this emotional intelligence Emotional intelligence, it, it sounds like a new term in society, but of course, it, everybody had it for all their life and like for the generations before us. But I think right now there's a, an opportunity to realize that you don't have to suppress everything. You don't have to be, oh, I'm just a man. I'm a strong man. I will not show my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to start this new generation of like guys or girls, whatever, you can take that and inspire people by showing your truth. And this, when you truly access that and you're not afraid of it, it can move, uh, it can move mountains, it can move people, it can uh, do a difference. And um, that brings, yeah, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. It's liberating. No, I'm just agreeing with you. It is liberating. And, you know, especially if, you know, I'm, I'm 47 years old. So I remember the world before mm -hmm. social media and everyone having a gadget attached to their hands. So I see how growing up in a world where all you see is the filtered, face-tuned, perfected version of everyone's life through your phone, 
it can lead to this crippling sense of what's wrong with me. I'm not always happy. I'm not always smiling. I'm not always tan and with pure, perfect white teeth. So we get, we're sort of trained to hide those parts of ourselves and avoid them because they're not mm -hmm. pretty. And you're absolutely right. That's where the power is. Vulnerability is the most powerful thing that we have access to. Yeah. Things. And the beauty, you were saying about, about beauty right now, the, the superficial beauty. Um, I would love to see more personalities uh, showing, I would say, like, not just the, the positive side. Like, it will take courage to be able to say, hey, look what's going on in my backyard or what look at my uh, look at my mess right now like i was i was i was <laughs> sick i didn't do the dishes just like not to um well it, it could be boring too i don't know i'm just telling ideas but i i, I realize this lopsided positive side is uh is putting such a pressure on everybody and i think it's time to i don't know if it it will stop soon i don't think so i'm just telling maybe there's no. some things that can change and um Well, and I think you hit something very important that when we have the courage to do it and face it, we give other people permission to do the same. It's liberating when you witness another person living their truth, speaking their truth, no matter what that truth is, it's liberating. You know, I, you know, we were talking about my March video and I have been in a really rough period for the past couple of months. And, you know, my job is to inspire people or guide people or be the source of light for people, or that's always what I was telling myself. And in the March video, I did exactly that. I was so nervous to make that video. And it was basically me showing up to say, life sucks right now. And I don't know yeah. how many answers for you. And I cannot tell you the number of people. I mean, I get a good bit of comments. And from time to time, people will send me emails or whatever. But I cannot tell you that video out of any video. I got so many people saying, thank you for letting us see your truth. Yeah. Because... I, it's so nice to see that you as a person that I come to for as a source of information or comfort or whatever, you don't have it all figured out either. It does, I feel relief mm. at knowing that. And you, it makes you relatable. Huh? Like any leader, yeah. any, leader, any uh, visionary, any people who wants to have impact. And I think that's, uh, yeah, that's very good. So my next question was, like, what would you say to people who want to start producing content and not just consuming content? And like, For me, I see like you're just you're showing up in front of the camera. You can speak for f more than 40 minutes. But like, how did you start doing that? Like, how do you gain this confidence to just be able to do it for somebody who has never done it before, but feel ready to share something? Yeah, well, for me, the, the showing up and, and talking part was easy. You know, I grew up as a kid doing theater mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and, you know, was always entertaining. So I like being in front of people mm -hmm. at some a place I'm very comfortable. But what. I think is important for people to understand. And this is a message that I got very, very early on when I started doing this work is that don't try to be perfect. Don't try to do what you think people want. Don't try to figure out, you know, certain marketing people will tell you, figure out what your audience wants and then give yeah, it to yeah, them. Yeah. No, what people want is truth and authenticity. People want voices that are open and honest and clear. They want to hear about your greatest day and your worst nightmare. They want people respond to truth and honesty. So only you know what truth feels like. So find that truth and start sharing it. And even if your first video or blog post or whatever is, hey, this is my first video and I have no fucking <laughs> clue what I'm doing. And I don't even know if this is interesting to you, but my name's Andrew and I want to yeah. talk. And just start talking. 
you know, that's what people are looking for is authenticity. You know, it's, that's what is the visceral raw part of being a human is truth recognizes truth. And when I hear someone speaking truthfully, even if what they're saying isn't interesting to me, I am interested in them. Mm. And also uh, that's um, the parallel with that is like big popular channels. Well, they're doing some live calls or whatever, and, and you realize they're doing nothing or they're, they're not sharing their truth. They're just like eating breakfast or like, uh, look at this. I'm not condemning or judging them. They do what they do. But I realize if anybody listening to this podcast right now feels like they have a message of any value, any nuggets of wisdom to share, just share it because you never know who will hear it. Even if you get one listening or one view or one like or one comment, you just change one life for one day and it all begins with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what we came, you know, what better way to express gratitude for this human life than speaking your truth and creating from that. To me, that is the ultimate honor to say, thank you. I'm so happy that I have another day to be alive. So I'm going to be as honest about whatever is happening in my life as I can be. Like, why do I want to spend another day pretending to be something that I'm not? Ooh, that's so, that's so powerful. So, so, <laughs> many, so many people struggle with that. And, um, and I think like the fact that we can have our spiritual practice and yeah, that was my, so again, on my next question, like we know what spirituality means for people. We have some activities, some methods, but like, what would you say to people who want to bring their spirituality into projects with tangible results? I know you're, you're strong on this side, like bring the spiritual to the material. So concrete mm. tips or actions like to make it possible. So it's not just like woo woo in the air uh, of the unicorn. Yeah, no, you're right. And we were talking yeah, about yeah, this yeah. earlier. You know, there's a lot of really fascinating information in the spiritual community. That's also very distracting. And in my opinion, is sort of void mm-hmm. of meaning. For me, what's important is that it's practical and applicable and you can start using it today and that it means something. You know, if I come to you and I'm like, hey, I'm a single parent with two kids and I can't pay my bills, you know, help me. And I say, oh, well, you have the 12th density unicorn frequency. (laughs) Okay, great. Do they have a bank? Can they give me money? Like, you know what I mean? Like, can I get a unicorn debit card? Like, I don't understand what that means. So for me, the quickest way to begin to see change in yourself is number one, identify what your truth is. And if you don't know what your truth is, start by thinking about what you would like to experience in your life from an emotional or energetic Mm -hmm. standpoint. If you want to have more happiness in your life, look around in your life and be really honest about where you're either denying yourself happiness by saying no to things or continuing to say yes to things that there is no hope or promise of happiness from doing these Mm. things. You just begin by looking at what are the things that I consistently say I want and what are the things that I consistently do and do these two things match? Can I continue to do what I'm doing and say that I don't want it or it's not what I want? Well, if you don't want it, then why do you keep doing it? And it's not from pointing the finger and saying, you messed it up. It's just, we've got to get really honest with ourselves and say, if my choices aren't bringing me to where I say I want to be, something has to change. Either I need to change what I want or I need to change what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, that brings me to like the the people pleasing principle, right? So I I certainly had to face that in my life, uh, even to some degree right now. It's like, 
when you don't want to make people angry, when you don't want to hurt their feelings, well, eventually you're hurting your own feelings and you're ignoring your own needs and you, you block yourself from your true potential because you will always try to make other people's dreams come true first. And then eventually you yeah. wake up and you're like, what the hell? What is, it, what is in it for me? And uh, even if it's painful, even if it takes like boldness, assertiveness, uh, being a bit rude to somebody. I mean, it's, of course, it's in balance, but it's not as bad as you think. And uh, I was speaking about this with my fiance recently, like, Anthony, just try not to care so much, like just for one moment. For if somebody say, oh, I don't want it that way. Who cares? If the, the true people, <laughs> the true important people will come in your life and stay no matter what you decide to do. And of course, you will always have uh, people who are against you and people who, who supports you. It's, it's just the balance of life. We know about it. But if you can take this criticism from the outside and use it as fuel and use it as a way like, I know even more what I want and it's okay. I'm just, the more I get clear on that, I let the, the criticizer comes to me, then man, you're growing, you're having an impact. They're still listening, they're still listening yeah. to your stuff. They're still um, giving you feedback and making you stronger. And I think for anybody who wants to be in the business world or even like a spiritual leader or whatever mission you have on earth, if you can speak this and not be afraid of people's judgment. And as you said in your March video, like not be the original manager of like, oh, what are my stats? How many likes, how many comments? You just you show up and you are authentic as hell and like bring it on, bring all the comments, whatever they are. I will answer, I will be strong. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And getting over that people pleasing thing is so difficult. And that's something that I, you know, I always sort of struggle with. And that's something that I know about my personality is that's the kind of person I am. I want people to feel good. I want them to be happy. And I want them to have a nice time. So I lead with that. And that's how just I am in my personal life. Like if I'm going to a party, and I just am that guy. But what I also had to learn to balance that with was, to me, I was always trying to be nice. And when I started doing this work, I realized I had to shift from being nice to being kind. To me, nice is I have something at stake. I want you to like me so I have an agenda. Uh -huh. So I'm not, I may not be entirely honest. Kindness is sometimes the kindest thing is to be brutally honest with you and tell you something that's going to yeah. upset you. Because it's my job to, as a practitioner, when I'm in, you know, working with someone, my job is to be the vessel for the energy and information that you bring forward. Mm -hmm. It's not about what I want or what my agenda is. By the time I show up, I'm empty. I have nothing to do with it other than being the transmitter and the receiver. So it's coming through for you. That knowledge is for you. So I have to be honest. And if I have to say something that maybe isn't nice, sometimes not being nice is the kindest thing. Oh. I can do. <laughs> exactly. And I think also when people get like slapped in the face like this, like with, oof, this was painful. Or this like a uppercut, energetic uppercut. It's like, you will have a bigger growth from that than any kind of compliments I can give you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And as long as I'm being honest, because there are plenty of times where I am with, you know, working with someone, not so much now, but especially in my earlier days when I was doing more readings and it was sometimes more of a client who wanted more of like a fortune teller experience. And I would have to bite my tongue so hard. I swear to God, I thought it was going to break in two. Like I, you know, and that's me. Anytime there's judgment of someone or something coming through, because I would, you know, it would just be frustrating to me when someone would come to me and say, oh, what about my boyfriend? Is he cheating on me? And I'm thinking you have access to infinite intelligence and that's what you want to talk about. <laughs> like, why don't we talk about why you're with someone you think is uh-huh. cheating? That's the important yeah. question. But that's not what they came for. So I had to be really clear that this cannot ever be about my agenda. So if I'm ever saying something because someone's annoying me and I'm just feeling like, you know, cranky or I didn't get my nap, that's me not doing my job. But I, you know, it's and it's the it's both ways. Like, I think that desire to make it personal is what messes things up. I cannot be invested in whether or not you have a good time when you work with me, because that's not what I'm there Mm. for. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and people, uh, people seek answers right now. Of course, we live in a world that there's so many distractions. There's so many information out there. There's so much noise, but like, I think that if we can just start to go back to the core principles or the core truth, that will make such a big difference. And even if it's painful, I would say anybody listening to this, just embrace the pain don't don't uh, don't chase the fantasy it's there's so many so much stuff out there and you can trust yourself what is right for you at any given time of course you can do there will be trials and errors you will learn from your mistakes but eventually you find your way so for example me and this podcast right now when i had this first idea like it was in my it was in my mind and i was just i was not taking action on it and now, even if, if this is just mm-hmm. the, the third episode in maybe two months, I want to do more. But like, at least now I know I will be consistent in it. And it, it inspires me. It brings me joy to do it. And I know it has great value to the world. So just find something that is like this. It can be any medium. It can be articles, podcasts, videos, poetry. Uh, maybe people that's like uh, art forms, sculptures, whatever. And... And just take one step forward, one action, and trust that any given day, there will be new unfoldings, new doors opening, just one at a time. You don't have to know everybody just yet. For example, this morning, we're speaking together. We are on a similar path, and we we reconnect together after uh, maybe two years. I was on the group call, and just we never knew it would happen this way. But now it is like it is. And Mm -hmm. from this call, something else will open up. And just people trust when you take inspired action, there will always be a next door opening after that. Bingo. Bingo. And you just said, you know, something that's so important is when you just follow whatever that inspiration is, be curious about it. You know, one of the things that I had to learn was that not every idea is a million dollar idea, but every idea is at least worth you being uh-huh. curious about. Right. So you can say, well, I've been thinking about cupcakes all week. I don't know. I've never made cupcakes before. Why am I thinking about them? I can't get it out of my head. I'm going to bake cupcakes. Just because you're having the idea doesn't mean you need to go out and have a bite. Of cake. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can be curious, like just go buy the stuff to bake some cupcakes and see if you like it. See if you're yeah. good at it. See if it's something that you would want to do again. You know, just because you 
think like, oh, maybe I want to be a photographer. You don't have to go buy $12,000 worth of equipment. You can just take some pictures. Mm, and sing. Yeah, I had this experience uh, last year. I like, I wanted to start singing and like I did some exercise on YouTube and like it, it just, it lasts a couple months and I was like, oh, finally, it was not so inspiring right now or like, I don't feel like I will become a superstar and it was not my intention, but I just, I was curious about it and I was, I wanted to explore yeah. my own voice and it was fun and I'm pretty sure it will help me maybe uh, with the future of just broadcasting my information, but like the, all those little curiosities around your main values or you it will all add up eventually like it will make you who you it, it is making you who you are right now not in the future just right now yeah. it all adds up all your little twerks and peaks and curiosities and interests and when you're doing that like, it, it makes you so unique that do you do you don't have competition with, with that uh uniqueness right yeah because no one can do it yeah. like you do Nobody. Yeah. And we, you know, I think that we're really beginning to realize that this old, you know, 1940s, 1950s Western model of, you know, find a job that you love, work Monday through Friday, 40 hours a week, work for 40 years and then retire. Like we're finally moving away from that model. So we're seeing that you don't have to live like that to be happy and successful. Mm. You know, you can do contract employment, you can do part time work, you can do, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get to where you want to go. So if you just focus on the things that light you up and if you're like, well, I don't know what lights me up. Well, then think about in the past what used to light you up and then think about how you felt like, oh, well, I would get really excited when I would paint. OK, then find something else that excites you in the yeah, same way. And make this uh, build your schedule around what is possible. Of course, I understand some people have families and they have responsibilities for sure. Uh, it can only start with a couple hours a week, but eventually when you follow this inspiration, there's a tendency that you will become self-employed anyway. You will be able to uh, find a creative way. And also, I think the, the, the power of questions in that regard is like people don't have the courage to ask themselves the right questions to change their lives. They, they ask themselves, oh, how can I afford this? Or how can I, uh, I, I don't have enough for this. But like, start to ask the opposite. Like, how can you be how can you be paid for that? Or how can you uh, touch more people or meet new inspiring people? It's like, just switch your mentality from lack to abundance. And I know it may sound like it's easier said than done. And I'm still working on it myself. But eventually this builds momentum and you start to see the world in a different ways. And uh, it's, this, it's the same environment. You're in the same city, but you just see things differently. Yeah. Totally. And if you can't think of what you want, then think of how you want to feel. Mm. And if you get stuck, you know, if you're like, well, I want a house, I want a car, I want a girlfriend. Okay. Well, what does that represent to you emotionally or energetically? Well, having a house was accomplishment. Having a girlfriend would be satisfaction and having an amazing job would be, you know, freedom or stability or whatever. Okay. So that's how you want your life to feel. Find a way to start bringing freedom and stability and satisfaction in your life oh, right yeah. now. And it doesn't even matter if it's not related at all to mm -hmm. your work. Exactly. You can just say, well, it would be really satisfying if I finally made my bed, did the dishes and went out for a walk. Okay, there's more satisfaction. You just created what you yeah. want. I know. And that's a good point about like relationships. So I know I, this is one of my strengths. I love to speak about like love relationships and intimate relationships. How, um, so you said like feeling this feeling first to bring 
what you want. Uh, how did you, how can you apply this to your relationship? Like um, right now, it uh, doesn't matter if you have a partner or not. Just how do you feel about yourself? And then so you can be ready to receive the right people into your life. Yeah, I love those questions because I used to get these questions all the time when I was doing card readings, especially. I want a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. Where's my husband? Where's my wife? And I would ask people, okay, well, tell me what, you know, what does that mean for you? When you think of having a husband, what does that mean for you? Well, I don't know. I just want a husband. Mm, exactly. Okay. Well, that's like me sending you to the store to buy chocolate cake when you have no idea what chocolate oh, cake is. Exactly. Yeah. And until you identify what it means for you to be in a relationship, because you can't expect the other, this idea that someone's just going to come into your life and now suddenly everything's going to be beautiful and amazing and your whole life is going to be wonderful. If you're giving that person the power to make your life that, then you're also giving them the power Oof, to take it away. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So until we begin to cultivate what it is, or at least make room for what it is that we say we want, we're never going to be able to, I, how would you even recognize yeah. that? If you haven't defined for yourself what love is, then you're never going to see it. You're never going to feel it. So you have to know what it is inside you. And the other thing is stop dating people's potential. Mm. But he's said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy. I, you know, he's this, he's that. Okay, well, but he's such a nice guy. And he has these, okay, you know, I get this. As someone who reads energy, I can read anybody at their divine level. I can look at the most awful person on the planet and see the divinity yeah. in them. But that doesn't mean I'm going to get in a relationship with them. You're not dating someone's potential. You're dating who shows uh, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you may be dating someone who has the potential to be the most amazing person on the planet. But if it's wrapped up in 20 years of shame and guilt and emotional wounds that haven't been dealt with, you're not dating the potential. You're dating the shame and the guilt and the emotional yeah. wounds. And you're trying to be the rescuer, which eventually just bite yourself off and... Uh... Yeah, I think that, that that's yeah. especially, especially true with people who are interested in like doing coaching or any kind of healing work. There's a tendency like maybe you will attract somebody who will be wounded and needs your help. And like it will feel good. It will feel good at the beginning to help such one such person. But eventually it, like, yeah. it gets in a dynamic of like father, daughter or like mother, son and like a, a powerful dominant domini. Eventually it's not so fulfilling anymore. And uh, yes, yeah. so that's a very important part. And being able to find this fair, uh, this fair exchange, those who, what, who brings what to the table? And is it equal? Do you feel like you both grew at the same time uh, in some way? If the answer is yes, then keep going. It will not always be easy, of course. There will be a lot of challenges. But this is part of a healthy relationship. It's being able to face those moments of difficulties together and grow stronger because of that. Uh, yeah exactly yeah i agree so what else any more questions um, for me well that's uh that's a good uh for me i think it's good on my side what about you how do you feel i feel great i love this conversation yeah. so i think right yeah. now it could be a good time to just repeat to people like your current um events or like what you would like to offer uh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People um, like, this is content and they took the time to listen to it so maybe they would like to work with you even if it's more your audience that will listen to it just it's your marketing time now 
<laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Um, well, all my social media, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook are Andrew Martin Energy. Um, and uh, my website is andrewmartin.energy. Um, so those are all my, my places that people can contact me. Um, I have an event coming up, an online event um, for the, the Equinox, the March Equinox coming up on the 20th. Um, they can find that information on my um, uh, Facebook page. Um, it's going to be an hour and a half or two hours. I can't remember how long it is, but it's going to be question and answer, sound healing, um, you know, coming together for the Equinox. Because this year, the Equinox and the full moon are on mm -hmm. the same date. Um, and I offer coaching. Um, I have a coaching program, the Mastery Mentorship, which people can find out about at my um, website. And then I also, and that's a seven-week program that's much more intensive and much more transformative. And then I have a standalone session, sound healing, intuitive sessions, and I now also do um, individual coaching sessions. So people can read all about me, go to my YouTube channel, and they can watch all my videos there. I do monthly um, energy forecasts and updates, and yeah, I keep myself Great. busy. Perfect. And on my, on my side, <laughs> uh, very simply, my website is anthonyrivet.com. So Rivet, R-I-V-E-S-T. It's a French name. <laughs> so there's this podcast so on, <laughs> on Facebook. Your brother's podcast is the page that will be always uh, showing up my new episodes. And um, my Instagram, uh, Anthony Rivet. So it's a private account. It's just I post some pictures, but this is not the main, the main uh, thing. I have also group programs. So the next month, uh, the theme will be transcending relationship cycles. So if people are interested in that, it will be like a one month of video content, one live call per week. I answer all your questions and you interact with other members. And I'm also doing private sessions like Andrew. So thank you very much, everybody, for the time uh, on this episode with us. It's a pleasure to have people who are inspired by such conversations And uh, until next time, I wish you a beautiful day, beautiful evening, night, whatever, with your loved ones. And uh, any feedback is appreciated. So send comments, messages. We'll read them. And uh, next call, I will answer them. Thank you very much. Okay, Andrew, see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.